welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television, usually. Uh huh. But on this very special episode, we decided to take the chat shit that we did on our Patreon and bring the format over to the main feed. Yeah, it was really a lot of uh, heavy lifting having to bring that format over from <laughs> Patreon here. I mean, it took about three or four webmasters. I mean, we had we were in strategy meetings all night. Hackers going into our Patreon, figuring it out, the, the download, the uh, um, formula. Boy, Ashley, you couldn't. <laughs> once you said hackers, you had no more uh, I jargon. Bailed. You had no more jargon to back it up with. Uh, they're clickety clacking on the keys. Yeah, there's a lot. Was a lot of clickety clacking going on last night. But basically, if you guys aren't Patreon um, subscribers, why are you not? Patreon.com forward slash Reality Blows. Five dollar bonus tier gets you two bonus episodes a month. And our last bonus episode, we did a Sunday morning coffee chat chat. Uh, I, I can't really remember the order of those words. Was it the coffee Sunday chat? No, you got chit. it right. Sunday morning coffee chat chat. Or was it just the Sunday morning chat chat with Nick and Ash? Eh, who knows? Well, what we did was we went out on a porch with some coffee on a Sunday morning. Excuse and- me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's not a porch. It's a balcony. It's a balcony. Big difference. And uh, we had a cup of coffee each, and we just chat shitted away. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a lot of fun to do. We've been getting rave reviews um, on our social media. People have been emailing us, clamoring, when are you guys going to chat shit again? When are you guys going to chat shit again? And so we figured, why not give the regular feed a little bit of the taste a little bit of uh, our little chat shit most people chit chat we chat shit mm-hmm. and um what does that mean for you the listener um it's really it means nothing it really just strap means nothing. in enjoy i it. guess just strap in do you have a strap uh put your seatbelt on yeah. first off if you're in the car definitely wear a seatbelt. if you're not in a car and you're just in your couch i say better safe than sorry find a way to install seat belts on your couch because you're in for a wild ride. You know, Nick, I was reading this article, and I have to admit, I did bail about halfway through because I just don't have the attention spans for articles and quarantine. It's very odd, but uh, everything is too long. But I was reading this thing. It was talking about how when seatbelts were first introduced to cars, people like protested wearing them. Um, in the same sort of fashion and the same sort of spirit that people are protesting wearing masks. I did hear this as well. It may have been from you. Mm-hmm. How long ago did you read that article? Like a month. Yeah, it was from you. Okay. Um, how long did it take for the for the population to decide that seatbelts were cool? I think it took a couple years. Wow. Yeah, but I still remember when I was a kid, people not wearing seatbelts. And I, I remember an adult one time saying, government can't tell me what to do. Uh, I remember a lot of adults saying that seatbelts will actually are like, I don't want to wear, wear a seatbelt. It's more dangerous. Did you remember hearing that? Yes. I Well, I don't remember hearing that, but that was part of the article was like they were talking about how people didn't want to wear seatbelts because they said it was like leading to broken bones in the same way that people are saying like, I can't breathe with my mask on. Well, I never heard the broken bones thing, but I do remember... A grandfather once telling me, I won't say which one, I'll save his, uh, um, uh, keep his anonymity. Oh, yeah. One of my two grandfathers. Protect. I remember him saying, like, yeah, but if you get into an accident and you have your seatbelt on, like, what if, you know, people can't get the seatbelt off and then their car is burning and you can't get out. Mm. You're trapped because you have a seatbelt on. That's why you got to have that cutter. Got to have a seatbelt cutter at all times. You got to have it. We have one in the car. 
We have a seatbelt cutter and a window breaker. Uh, see, Last I, time I visited my grandparents, they took me to um, something called like Farmers Unlimited or no, Farm <laughs> King. Farm King. It's a very popular. I don't know if you guys are in any part of uh, this country that is considers itself the agricultural heartbeat. But there's something called Farm King, which is like a chain of stores. Imagine it being somewhat like a Walmart, but particularly just for farmers. You go in, and I think we've talked about it on the pod before because I was just fascinated by Farm King. Because you get a free bag of popcorn when you walk in. Everybody gets a free bag of popcorn that you munch on when you walk around. That is preposterous yet delightful. And in Farm King, they were having a big sale on like a, a everything tool for your car. It breaks the window. It cuts the seat belt. It has a flashlight. I don't know what else it does. Maybe it gives you some Xanax. It, does, it takes care of everything. Wow. Will it give you a Xanax, like mm-hmm. a Pez yeah. dispenser style? Yep. Just pop it right out. That's wonderful. Yeah. We do have in the car. I would never remember if we were in the in that situation. Now, I rem- yeah. I mean, that's the issue is that you're panicking and you, you know, you don't have, if, if I've learned anything from my anxiety dreams, it's that when things um, are getting out of control and I need to act quick, I freeze. Is there a farm queen? Nah. What about princes? Unfortunately, it seems to just be a monarchy ruled by one man. And yet you claim that you are the farm princess. Is that true? Well, that's just my birthright. So, yeah, I mean, it does. It has a cool flashlight on it. I remember you brought that thing home. I was pretty excited by it. And Nick I wanted loves to, gadgets. I, I, yeah, especially, give me a knife. One of my uncles, <laughs> the first time he met Nick, he was like, you know, they met and he gave him like a little knife just to carry around in his pocket. Nick loves that thing. I believe I claimed I didn't have a knife. And then I had seen him later that week or later that day or the next time I saw your uncle. Yeah. Um, He provided me with a knife. It could have been for a Christmas present. I I don't necessarily remember, but it definitely was a gift. And it was much appreciated, and it is on my uh, key ring. It's small enough that I can conceal it on a key ring where it's not going to be a problem in a pocket. But big enough that, man, I've been opening up boxes with that son of a bitch for... (laughs) What does it mean about my family that every time I visit one side of my family, someone gives me a knife? I think it means they're cool. (laughs) Uh, I think that's what that means. Uh, Uh, I guess at least it's not a gun, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was against having a gun for a very long time. Now I'm I'm pro me having a gun, but only me. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody else. Not even you, Ash. I, I want that gun. I think we should get rid of all guns. But that's not what this podcast is about. We should get rid of all guns except for one gun that I have. Nick had never shot a gun with until... unlimited bullets and also a Xanax dispenser, <laughs> like Pez. Until he came to North Carolina, and our my dear friend Chandra took us in her backyard, which is just really the woods, just endless woods. And uh, Nick had some target practice with her little shotgun. It was. Would that be considered a pea shooter? No, that's just a regular old shotgun. Pea shooter is not a shotgun. I don't know what a pea shooter is. First of all, it Google wasn't a it. shotgun. It was a rifle. Okay, you're right. It was a rifle. It wasn't like a double barrel. It wasn't shooting, a shotgun. Uh, a, a spray shot of Look, bullets. This chit chat's gone off the rails. Well, I did shoot it. I was good though. I I knocked the cans down. You did a good job. Baby. And I think it was a what you would consider if you were a gun person, you would call it a pea shooter. I mean, it was a tiny. It was basically a little girl's gun. It, was, it, was, it might have been. It should have been. You don't need pink. to genderize it. <laughs> yeah, but it was like the teeny tiniest gun. It's it was like, like oh, a kid's this is gun. like my first gun. Yeah, it was like a kid's gun. Uh, I liked it. I'd like to just have that in my hand right now and just be holding it up in the air as people ride bike up by on their beach cruisers. Just wave it at them. Nick is kidding. Not in like a demented sort of way. Not like pointing it at them, but I'm talking about like up in the air like, hey, neighbor. 
We are still at the shore. We're still living that beach life, going to the ocean. Nick actually went to the ocean with me, believe it or not, last week. He even got in the water. Those little precious little princess toes dipped their, uh, dipped their whole foot into the water. I went into the entire ocean. I put my head under. He put his head under, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and then the lifeguards left and we had to go in. Yeah, but that's what happens. The lifeguards blow their whistles. They get everybody out of the water. They leave, and everybody goes back in. But Nick didn't go back in that second round. It was round. too cold. It really wasn't. The water was too cold, and also the air was too cold. You have to agree with me on at least one of those fronts. I don't agree with you on either. I mean, it wasn't hot. I think that's what you're—I think the way that you operate, this is what I figured out. You like to get so hot you can't handle it, and then that forces you into the water. Is that the case? Um, If it's super hot, it'll make me want to go in a lot more. If there's a breeze happening and the sun is behind a cloud, uh, it's it's a lot less enticing to jump in that cold water. Because mm. the water was not that warm. But once you got in and start splish-splashing around, it wasn't It cold. warms up. It yeah. warms up. But if you have to exit and then re-enter because of those dang lifeguards, I mean, that's not going to make me want to jump back in that ocean well i'm having a little bit of an issue with the ocean which is that i love being in it i love swimming you know i've been going around like four or five when everybody leaves and they stop charging admittance to the ocean because they do charge you um which is new to me and i I, my my thing is is i love being out there i love swimming back and forth just trying to do some laps nothing graceful Okay, I'd like that to be known. This is just, can I move from that lifeguard stand to the other lifeguard stand and back and forth? However, I can do it without touching the bottom. Let's just wear this body out. You know what I mean? My issue is sharks. Okay, people keep asking me, aren't you scared of sharks? And I'm like, well, no, I wasn't. But now enough people have asked me that it has planted the seed in my mind. So what I did is I thought to myself, you know what? I'll get over this fear real quick. I will just look into shark information because I I already know that like you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning or like you have a 30 times more percent chance of being eaten or being killed by a dog. There's much work. There are other things out there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Back it up. You're saying that the the facts are you have a 30 percent. 30 times, chance, 30 times 30 times higher chance of being eaten by a dog whole killed killed, killed. than being what seeing mm-hmm. a shark or being bitten by a shark being killed by a shark okay all right so that's uh, my issue can I, need uh, I remind you you're saying it's harder to get uh, hit by lightning than yeah. it is to get yeah. or harder to get eaten by a shark than it is to get struck by lightning what's who who, who what are the odds for? Being struck by lightning, what are they in the? Uh, I don't know, know I mean? the exact numbers. I just know that like. What are you more likely to have happen to you in your lifetime? Being a heart attack, bit by a shark, <laughs> or being struck by lightning? Being struck by lightning. Now you told me this week that you have been struck by lightning twice in your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I didn't say I've been struck by lightning twice. <laughs> I said I felt lightning once. I've had two electrical charges run through my body at full speed. Um, One was a electric fence when I was like six, six or seven. I was at this farm in Wilmington, North Carolina. It was a summer camp called Ashland Farms. And my best friend, Rebecca, at the time, really wanted to touch the electric fence for some reason that um, holds the cows in. Gotta love a dumb best friend. 
And actually, she turned out to be brilliant. She's a doctor. So she um, she really wanted to touch it. I think, looking back on it, I wonder if I was the dumb best friend. And she just knew what was going to happen and tricked me into it. But she was like, I'm going to touch the fence, but I want you to hold my hand. So she, we held hands, and then she touched the fence. The electric current passed through her and then knocked me on my ass. I fell flat backwards. Uh, and she was me none out. the wiser. She was no, nothing happened to her because wow. the what, if the current can pass through you, you don't feel it. What happens like the damage of an electric current is where it has nowhere else to go. Wow. And so, yeah, it threw me on my ass. Felt like my full body just got punched by a giant fist coming out of the sky. So that was my first run in with an electrical current. And then my second run in, this is the time where lightning was involved, which was um, me. Uh, this I used to have this job at Seven Stories Press and we would have a summer retreat in August we would go to the owner's vacation house in Connecticut, and we would all live there together for a week. It was, like, actually one of the most wonderful times. And, you know, you think staying with my coworkers for a week, that's going to be awful. It was incredible. And we, there's a bunch of canoes there. And one day, uh, me and three other coworkers, we were out uh, just paddling around, splish-splashing in this huge lake. Uh, two canoes, huge lake, splish splashing, and this crazy thunderstorm came out of nowhere. It was so intense and right over us. And we were like, we have to get out of the water. We're like in these medical metal canoes. And so we pulled up. We found like a little piece of shore on the lake that we were able to pull our canoes up onto and kind of crouch under these trees as we got like plummeted with rain. And at one point, lightning struck the shore and we all felt it in our feetsies kind of come up our body. But that felt like a little tickle, like a little static electricity tickle. It did not feel like, um, you know, getting knocked on your ass by an electric cow fence. Well, so technically you were not struck by lightning twice. But you had two lightning-like uh, Technically issues. I just felt lightning. I wasn't struck by right. it. I felt so, its effect. I'm just saying don't go off the statistics for sharks. Do you know what I mean? You're no. a special case, Ashley. What are you saying? I should be more scared than yeah, a regular things person? Yeah, are, things are attracted to you. Do you know what I mean? <sighs> what the hell? So anyway, I'm Googling all these articles about how to be a shark safety, you know? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't have to worry about sharks. Surely the state of New Jersey has helicopters going up and down that coast, doggy, checking out shark migration patterns, right? Like that's what that, that's surely what the Coast Guard does is to warn us if a big pack of sharks is coming in. Um, but listen, this is the issue, and I, I don't know who to take it up with. I don't know who to write a letter to. But every time you Google a shark safety article, how to protect myself against sharks, I'm scared of sharks, what should I do? The article includes, I don't know, 400 pictures of terrifying sharks to now get locked in your brain forever so that when you're out in the ocean, you just are thinking about those pictures you saw last night. Well, I mean, you Google anything, you come up with pictures, right? I think I, I want it out. I want pictures out of my articles. I, why are you showing me pictures of sharks? I'm clearly scared of sharks. That's my thing. That's your thing. So, I don't know. I, I'm going to continue to well, swim. Well, well, let me let's finish this off because you did Google and you got your facts about New Jersey and sharks and what yeah. happened. Well, it just got worse because apparently New Jersey. You know, not only is New Jersey the shore of New Jersey, um, the Jersey Shore, the Jersey Shore. It. Not only is it like the basis uh, of for the movie Jaws, based on historical um, incidents, 
But there's also a ton of great whites out there in the water, and they seem to like this area. Sure, they're 77 miles away from the coast. I found out there was a great white that was tagged named Carolina, who has come up and was spotted off the coast about a few weeks ago. 77 miles, but she's still out there. And I'll tell you what, she's about as big as a school bus. What? Really? I don't know if she's that big. Maybe a, maybe two vans back to back. Well, water, 12 feet. Water's been a little murky the days that I've been there. I mean, it's it's a little, you can't really see down, see down and see your feet. The water clarity the past couple of weeks has been poor. Okay, about a month ago, crystal clear. You know, it just depends. We've been having a lot of storms, bringing in a lot of debris. The thing is, is like you just have to. Basically, I read an article that was like, ultimately, fear of shark attack is, uh, you know, fear of losing control. That's what's going on. Do and also, uh, also the fear of losing a foot. Apparently, sharks are not into humans. Feet? They're not feet. They're not like. Uh, they don't want to eat humans. They might bite you by accident, but then they're like, "Ooh, that tasted like grossness." And then okay. they, but you just have to make yourself not look like a seal, okay? And um, well, that's I'm out. Swim where you know how I swim. Most people are. You want to swim in a group? Don't swim uh, at you know twilight at sunset. You know I swim. And I, I spin soccer balls on my nose. Everybody knows that's how I swim in the ocean. And if you get bit, punch it in the face. Poke its eyes out. Go for the gills. Pull on the gills. You know, um, I did hear about the punching a, a shark in the face thing. And it, and it got me thinking that um, maybe you should just really punch every animal in the face to teach it, you know, who's who. Uh, who's at the top of the food chain? Nick, that's ridiculous. Well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to start just punching fish in the face. Any fish I see, I'm punching it right in its its right in its nose. And uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if I become the king of the water. Here's my deal. Yep. I'm going to make I've I, long ago I made a pact with the ocean, oh, which is thank like Oh, god, I thought you were about to say the devil. I was like that adds up but still is scary. How dare you? I made a pact with the ocean that if I get bit by a shark, that's sort of the price that I pay for all my years of loving the water. What a terrible pact. Well, it's just like, I'm going to just accept that it might happen. Wait, your pact was like, all right, shark, come get me. No, my, my pact is like, I get to enjoy this water and I'm not going to be obsessive about it. And like, I'm not going to not go in. Ocean, are you listening to me? This is Ashley Brooke Roberts. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not saying I want a shark to bite me, but I'm saying if it does, I'm fine with it. That's the pact I'm making. I'm not fine with it, but it's just like, I'm not going to let it hold me back from enjoying the water. It's too nice in there. I have too much fun splish-splashing around. Splish-splashing, taking a bath. And... So, you know, I, I like it as well. I, I feel like I'm getting a bad rap here about the ocean. I like the ocean. I really do. What I don't like, suntan lotion, sand. Those are the things that really keep me from the beach. If I go to the beach, I would say 75% of the time I'm getting in the ocean. I'm having a good time. I mean, I just only went to the beach a couple times this year, and one of those times I didn't go in the ocean, and you're claiming I'm a non-ocean man. That's not true. It was freezing. It was cold that day. And the day that I did go in, you were like, eh, you're, uh, by the way, Ashley checks the like temperature of the Atlantic Ocean every morning as yeah. if it's going to make any difference. And she checks it online and then went there. And one day she checked it and she and my mom went. She was like, it was so warm. And then the next day I go, 
She's like, it's two degrees warmer than it was when I went with your mom. And I was like, okay, great. And I went in. It was fucking freezing, Ash. It wasn't fucking freezing. You have to just get over 30 seconds of momentary discomfort. I can't. You were so comfortable all the time. That you is not built true. Your I am life so uncomfortable right now. Around trying to be comfortable. You oh, sorry. I want to be. I want to live a comfortable life. Give it 30 seconds and you'll be cool. Oh, you don't want to be comfortable? How do you explain that outfit? I don't mind. <laughs> How dare you? I don't mind being discomforted for a couple of seconds if it means I get to do something cool. I don't mind. All right, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah, please do. Well, I mean, uh, I, I guess I probably never, I'll probably never go to the beach ever again. Why? So my summer's over and I, I'm done with it. I'm done. What are with you talking about? All. I'm just pretty much done with the summer all these quote-unquote good times everybody's claiming to have in the summer it's the we're currently in high summer we're in the middle of the summer you better still be enjoying summer's over i'm in (gasps) i'm in winter in my brain i had to return to brooklyn new york Mm. the other day okay as you guys know we've been in a clubhouse somewhere on the jersey shore for like the past three months all right pretending that life is like this. This is real life. This is what we do. There's a balcony, drinking pot K cups all day long of of Dunkin', sweet Dunkin' Donuts, coffee, taking baths. Don't forget that I have a bathtub. Ash has a bathtub. I've never taken one. I I, I don't want to, but there is a nice shower here. Nice pressure in the shower. Oh my God! What a game changer. That water pressure is up in the clubhouse. Wow, eating fucking. Flaming yawn every night. We've been eating very well. Had fresh corn on the cob yesterday. Oh, been 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 eating well and staying on a diet. It's it was it's been really glorious over here. I Everything's mean, chill. Chill times. You know, we got our little Lily here. She's loving it. Our kitty cat. So I had to go back to Brooklyn to pick up some mail. Check on the old apartment. We can't just leave the apartment sitting there forever and ever. You gotta check on it, okay? And Ashley went twice, I think earlier in this day but it's been over a month and i think it was time somebody went and ashley is currently working more than i am so i decided i will take this trip didn't want to but i was like hey what's the worst that could happen well you wanted to see brooklyn right you wanted to check on the neighborhood i'm having issues being here i'm having issues with the idea that i have to go back to the concrete jungle the depressive village that is bushwick i mean yeah sure they got the best coffee in the world. Sure. Everybody's hot. Best looking people in the world. You want to see what's going on in fashion? Most of you would walk around and think that, boy, oh, boy, this is not it. But other people would go around and be like, look at these well-dressed people. Um, it's just we're, we're living in a hipster mecca. We're living in, it's not even hipsters anymore. Artist, it's different. artist it's, mecca. It's different. It's just the look. It's Brooklyn chic. It's cool. It's hip. It's fun to be in Brooklyn. Problem is, you can't escape. Problem is, when you go outside, there's a bunch of bozos walking around. Yeah, but when you you go outside here, there's a bunch of bozos walking around. Yeah, but here I can just cross the street and there's not bozos on the other side. Well, you know, I went there and I'll tell you, the neighborhood was popping. Okay, it was a Friday night. It was popping, but it was like, you know what? That's fine. You know, I pulled up, I drove, walked inside. You know, apartment was okay. It's a little hot in there, okay? It's been a heat wave over here on the East Coast. And uh, it was hot inside, but I opened up a window in the living room. It was nice. You know, throwing a fan. I checked some mail. Everything was there. Good. 
Checked our bathroom, fine. Seems like Lily may have peed in that bathroom right before we left somewhere. Kind of smells like Lily pee. Okay, fine. We'll take care of it. Went in the kitchen. Kitchen's fine. You know, all the stuff is there. You know, was, you know the problem you living in Brooklyn, you know, you got to check to see if there's any uh, dead roaches, dead bugs on the ground. Got to do a scan. In my mind, there'll be a hundred. There was one. Yeah, there's usually there just was one. one. I, I swept it up, threw it out. It's fine. My couch is there. Nice couch. New couch. We have a nice new couch. Ah, the couch is there. Nice TV is there. Great. Went through the living room, went into the bedroom. Bedroom's there. Check. Everything's cool. Big hole in the ceiling. Great. What? I'm. Oh, shit. What? A big hole in the ceiling? Oh, my fucking God. Ladies and gentlemen, our ceiling fell down in the fucking bedroom. That's right. That's right. Ceiling collapsed. Now, what do you mean the ceiling collapsed? You're on the top floor, are you not? Yes, we are. Can you see God? Well, no, not really. We cannot see the sun. It's it's really just the plaster has come down between the boards on the roof and us in the apartment. And uh, I would say a good four feet by three feet section, something like that. That may be a little bigger, but still. Right above a window, right onto our fucking bed, I see a ton of pieces of plaster just like dusting my little desk area that I have over there. Really Nick's little trinket table. Everything that I I tr- cherish and own is right under where this fucking thing broke, and it just dusted all of my items. The worst being my Mickey and Minnie mm. toys, mm. my little figurines that I have that I bought from the last trip that anybody has ever take safely, taken safely to Disney World. Yeah, that was it. We'll never go back again. And uh, those are... Dusted. They were still standing. Mickey and Minnie still standing, but dusted by whatever is in our ceiling. So what what was supposed to be a nice pick up the mail, check on the place has turned into a complete disaster. I'm immediately texting pictures to Ashley, to mm. my landlord, to our super. No one's responding to me. I tell Ashley to call me immediately. She has to stop her class that she's teaching just to pick up the phone. She thinks that somebody is hurt in the family. Turns out not the case. There's a hole in our ceiling. Ashley doesn't give a shit. Hangs up on me. <laughs> that, well, you, I was in the middle of teaching my class, you know, so I'm in the middle of giving kids notes. And Nick texts me, like, I know you're teaching right now, but you have to call me immediately. And I'm like, shit, I know that Nanny's at a card game. And I my know, grandmother. And I know that Donna is out of the house. And I'm like, someone has fallen. They're in the emergency room, and I have to go there right now. That's where my mind went. And then Nick's like, yeah, some of the plaster in the in the bedroom fell onto the bed. Uh, please. I didn't say that. I said there's a goddamn hole in our ceiling, and I sent pictures. And there's a hole in our ceiling, and I sent pictures. No, you're right. It's a big deal. Could it have waited 30 minutes so that I didn't have to interrupt a 10-year-old? And say, I have to take a phone call real quick. I'll be honest. I know what you do for a living. I know how it's done. I know it's okay to leave that 10-year-old for a minute. I do. There are other adults in the room. You can deal with it. 30 minutes? You couldn't have waited 30 minutes. No, I couldn't. I needed to talk to somebody who might care about this. Turns out, called the wrong person. I should have spoke to my God. Anyway. Welcome to Chit Chat. Chat Chit. Chat Chit. Sunday morning coffee, chat chat. So there's a hole in the ceiling. I, I, I let my landlord know. He, I text him with all the pictures, nothing. I wait 15, 20 minutes, nothing. I go, fine, I'll just check, text the super, text him, nothing. nothing. I'm like, okay, wait another half hour. I call my landlord, nothing. 
I get his mailbox. This mailbox is not a real mailbox. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening here? I email him. This man has the dumbest email, My our landlord. We don't. I'm not going to tell you what his email is, but let me see if I can recreate something <laughs> that seems like his email. I got it. I got it. Uh, how about th- this? Is what I, I think. I want to say. All right, I'm going to give okay. one, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then you go ahead. <laughs> okay. You want to give one first, or you yeah. want me to? Okay, I'm you give, give one. one. Now, be careful. Don't give up his actual. It's, it'd be tough to parody his email without actually giving up his email. That's how much of a parody it sounds like. Okay, okay go ahead. Mr. Hollywood five 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 at yahoo.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sort of all right, except Hollywood makes it seem like he's like cooler than he is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with this. Um, um, how about this, Mister Business sixty nine sixty nine at hotmail dot com. They're both good. I think mine's closer well, to six what nine, it is. Well, sixty nine sixty nine implies that he's in on the joke, and I don't think that he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was sixty nine sixty nine, and the the guy, that's just his two favorite numbers 69 no, twice just, he's not that clueless uh he's pretty, he's clueless, pretty clueless based but... on this guy's email yeah well anyway you really guys get is, a good idea like <laughs> mr business 6969 <laughs> at hotmail.com it's very close to what his actual email is this is a man who's probably in his 50s who owns our building and 24 7 hollywood <laughs> 777 at com cool rich guy <laughs> at not even Aww. cool that's bad um yeah nick sends a very strongly worded email which honestly i appreciated love seeing that side of you um was it strongly worded where you were just like i called you i texted you i haven't heard anything here are the pictures uh i'm gonna be here would love a response yes and then uh, i would say a half hour to 40 minutes later <laughs> i get a response and the response is like, "Oh dang, uh, shit, y'all!" It's 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 just like, boy, these uh, this rain is doing a number on these old old uh, ceilings. I'll have my guy over there ASAP. And I go, "Well, I'm not living here." This is what I'm thinking. I'm like, "What is ASAP?" So yeah. I guess I'm, is it going to be tonight? Am I going to have to wait here tonight? So I shoot him back an email immediately, and I go, "Okay, sounds good. Is ASAP today? <laughs> as soon as possible today." Uh, cause I'm splitting time, uh, between here and the clubhouse and, uh, because of some family obligations and, and would need to know what my situation is. And about 45 minutes later, I get a response being like, <clears throat> oh yeah, no, ASAP's not today. ASAP's not today. Uh, my guy can't make it. He's dealing with a lot of, he goes, it looks like it's dry over there. Is it dry? I go, it's dry. He goes, well, he's dealing with a lot of uh, leaks and stuff like that. So we're, uh, it's not going to be today. So then I'm like, okay, fine. Can we have your guy come over on Monday and uh, do it on Monday? And then he's like, oh, well, yeah. The guy that you already texted is going to come over on Monday. Set it up with him. And, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, fine. But I'm like, I texted this guy already. never responded. Still, to this day, has not responded. We are recording this on Sunday, and we're supposed to get this work done on Monday. So Yeah, but he owes us a favor. Our our guy George. Yeah. Our, our, our he left su- his diamond super? ring at our apartment. That and was I, not a diamond ring. I traded. I gave it back to. That him. was not a diamond ring. I'm glad that it is George because the guy that he wanted to have there was some guy Juan this weekend. I don't know Juan. I know George. So uh, I'm glad it's George. George seems competent. We've had a uh, a string of uh, incompetent um, supers that uh, quote unquote fix things in our apartment. They have actually, as far as I can tell, everyone before George just made things worse. 
And there seem to be guys that our landlord finds, like, on the street, maybe on Craigslist. I really don't know, but there was one guy who was straight up a drug addict. He seemed yeah. like a meth guy. Um, he had no teeth in his mouth. He was, like, he was like overly enthused by the fact that I seemed to be an Italian guy. Like, he was calling me Paisan and stuff. And, and I, I guess through the methy mist, I could tell that this man might also have uh, Italian heritage. Um, so maybe that's what was going on, but you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, it, you know, when you're like pulled into like a racist situation that you didn't realize you you were sort of pulled into, like you, you, you are part of it, but you're, you don't have any part in it. Mm. When someone like says something to you, like, yeah, you know, and you're like, wait, shit, I don't agree with that. Kind of. It, basically this, this one guy, meth man was basically like, ah, oh, all right, finally a white guy. Like basically that's oh what he God. was saying. Like he couldn't believe when he answered my call that I was a white guy living there. Italian? Oh, what's your last name? Like, oh, I'm like, oh, fuck. That guy didn't last very long, but we've had a lot of guys who come in and pretend like they know what they're doing to fix oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, we gotta, just, we're got we going to smooch that over to the Smipples. Uh, 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 sir, did you just say Smipples? <laughs> yeah, we're going to plaster it down to the slick clock. Finally, this guy George shows up, and I get out of George that uh, our our landlord has decided to pay a real guy yeah. to fix things. And yeah. he, know, he has like his own tools, and he's like fixed things yeah. before. George knows what's up. So we'll see what happens. I mean, everybody I show this hole to uh, seems to think it's going to take a couple of days. George also, let's not forget that the George like taught us or told us how to get around our landlord because there were some issues in the apartment. And George was like, okay, listen, I'm going to talk to him about this. When I call and I'm on the phone, say yes to whatever date I say because we have to act now or he's not going to agree yeah. to. And that like, got us a, that got us an oven that broke in three months. And a new floor that hasn't that, broke. Yes, and it did. Okay. Listen. The floor, the, the stopper on the floor, the kickboard on the floor has come up on, on there as well. We uh, all installed by George. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you've heard us complain about this apartment in depth. The problem is, is that it's old and it's fallen apart and no one's fixed it in quite some time. Okay, this apartment is raggedy. Raggedy. The building's raggedy. I'm not 100% convinced that the apartment is up to code, okay? That the building is up to code. Um, it's, it is crumbling. Now, why do we stay? Well, we cheap. got we got just the deal of the it's century. Cheap, the cheap deal baby. Of the century. And, and they've co- they sent us a lease like three or four times, and we may have signed it. Who knows? They sent us a lease, and it's always like for like two or three years at this crazy cheap price. And yeah. we're like, well, let's lock this in now. No one pays less than us, I think, yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah, and it's getting worse, the, the disparity. We really are like the 1% as far as what we're paying in Brooklyn. I've never met anyone <laughs> else who has a deal quite like us because we inherited this uh, apartment through a string of comedians over the years just kind of going if someone got in early and then they would pass it on every couple of years to another comedian now you say we you and then you brought me in your boy got locked into this situation okay and by the way let's i'm not gonna say what i actually paid now what i pay now but i was paying four hundred dollars a month to live in that apartment yeah, but I mean, you don't pay far from that now I to have I the really entire don't. place to ourselves. I really don't. If you which know is New incredible. York. We don't have roommates. I mean, that might as well, we might as well be royalty. Okay, so here's the deal. Last week, maybe it was a little week and a half ago, doing my taxes. Got to look up the square footage of my apartment because I do write off one of our rooms as my study. I write in there. 
And I'm just trying to find out what the square feet um, uh, of the place is, so I don't have to text, I don't have to email Mr. Hollywood five 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 at yahoo.com. And I find out that the apartment next to ours, um, who someone moved into about six months ago, you might remember her as the lady who kept having birds in her apartment out of nowhere, was confused by them. She paid half a million dollars for her place. He sold it to her, and she paid half a million dollars. Have we talked about this on the pod before? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I probably am going to bring this up every episode from now on because it just blows my mind. Money is not real. If someone pays half a million dollars for that apartment, money is not real. It's abstract. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I mean that's wild to pay that much money for that place. But- wild. It is a cool place, I guess, but I, w- I wouldn't want to own uh, an apartment in s- in a building that that guy owns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think she knew. Because when she moved in, she was like, what's the deal? You know, one time she stopped me in the hall. She was like, what's the deal? Why doesn't the front door lock? And I was like, oh, yeah, the front door doesn't lock. You know, our building door, you just you have to just put a little elbow grease into it. You pop it open. Everybody knows that. Yeah, and it's like when you're talking to – when I, I – see, I – I haven't run into this person since you told me that this person bought that place for half a mil. So when I was talking to her, um, I've talking to her in a lot of like the, like the, the implied tone is, yeah, but we play nothing to be here. So it's like, and then her, it's like the door, the door ain't going to open when you pay what we pay. Am I right lady? And then her uh, bug eyes of being like, well, um, there are birds inside my apartment. They seem to be crawling through all of the holes that are in the walls in my apartment and they're coming through the vents. And I'm like, yeah, lady, but that's, you know, you're living in a cool neighborhood. Look at the graffiti outside. I mean, it's very cool. Um, I mean, you you have the privilege of being able to get a six fifty cold brew up the street i mean that's i mean that's wonderful Come I mean, on. count your lucky stars yeah but uh i mean but she her, must be like jesus christ what did i do well her implied attitude towards me was like well that's going to change now that i'm here and i was like lady you don't even know but i guess i didn't know because she did get that door locked yeah but she still hasn't been able to get them to uh, make the buzzer work for the door which is a problem yeah the buzzer's never going to work so it's like they fixed the door <laughs> but they were like yeah we'll put in a new lock but we're not going to connect it to the buzzer so you're gonna have to come down and let anybody in yeah which in some ways i hate um but in the time of covid i'm like i'm not letting anybody in my house anyway and i don't want people buzzing everybody in all the time so if you're gonna let somebody in you're gonna have to face to face that person i'm so happy that the door locks now because there used to just occasionally be a random person in our stairwell just kind of hanging out escaping the sun or the weather and then i did a little bit of a scare tactic because i wrote um the i wrote uh, a little note and I printed it out and I wrote it on the back of the door for the people who were leaving the door because people were leaving the door wide open I for a long time there no I did and the note said please do not open this door people uh, uh, people are using this stairwell to do drugs and have sex I wrote that oh yeah and I put it up on the that. thing <laughs> and then somebody in the somebody because I needed to scare these people because the yeah. pe- we I think maybe you had written a note that had said please keep door closed and yeah. it just didn't work and I was like I walked in there and I saw because the door just used to be open. Oh, and I and I I walked in on some sort of an intimate moment between maybe a prostitute and a John, of some sort. Um, <laughs> by the way, th- yeah, mom and dad. That's this is where I was living at at a point in my life. Where still is it is still, but like the the but neighborhood the has changed locks. and the door locks. So uh, there's a lot of different people who live in there. It's different. 
But uh, I walked in on a situation which I swear was some sort of a prostitution situation. I remember they, this. And uh, it freaked me out. And I, I told these people to scram. And they did. It was I had to coerce them, though, into leaving. Like it, They were like, yeah, but we're just going to stay for a bit. And I was like, no, 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 you don't live here. They were trying to tell me they live on the top floor. I'm like, I live on the top floor, you know. Anyway, so I got them to leave, and then that's when I put up that that note of don't uh, don't have sex. Don't, don't, don't have please. People are having doing drugs and having sex in this. Somebody ripped the last sentence off, which just said people are uh, having sex yeah. up there, and they They're kept like, the kids drugs. live here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I needed to scare them. Yeah, I walked in on some people just kind of smoking weed in the hall, or what else? I don't know. They didn't live there. Yeah, I was always scared I was going to walk in at night and there was just going to be someone there. That's my big fear, you know. Well, I mean, you know, that's the big fear of living in New York City, you know. Anyway, so now we're having to, like, stare down the barrel of moving back to Brooklyn. And, um, you know, our roof, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the ceiling. Nick's going back tomorrow, get it fixed. On the one hand, I'm kind of excited to get back to Brooklyn. I do love Brooklyn. On the other hand, we're still in a pandemic. So everything there is to love about Brooklyn feels pretty cut off from uh, possibility at the moment. Um, but it would be nice to just be back in our home and kind of like around our friends. You know, I think people are starting to do social distance hangouts and I'd like to be a part of a few of those. That sounds cool. Um, it is going to be difficult for me to give up, though, the freedom to be um, the freedom to be physical in nature. And what do I mean by that? I, I get to move around here outside with my body and I. I think it has really impacted me in a very positive way, especially like mentally, you know, being able to swim in the ocean, being able to go on long walks, taking night rides with Nick on our bike where we just ride around, we cruise, you know, being able to be physical in that way has really benefited me a great deal. I mean, shit, even just skating down sk- stairs in the basement on my roller skates for 30 minutes yesterday is a boost, a mood boost. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen when we're back in Brooklyn. We're locked and loaded in that apartment. I, I'm going to get angsty. I guess, I guess I'll just go back to walking around the graveyard. <laughs> you gotta go back to walking. <laughs> now you got to remember it's going to be winter soon. And so, I mean, honestly, it might it's make It's July easier. right now. <laughs> <laughs> it creeps up on you. It's winter in my brain. Listen, if it's winter and we can't go to Planet Fitness so that I can walk on a treadmill, I'm out. You're out what? I'm moving to Florida or something oh, where yeah, it's warm it's and I can be outside. I it's great in Florida. Right you can now. come with me. You you don't have to, but I, I can't live cooped up in an apartment where I can't walk or move. I can't do it anymore. I refuse to do it. Well, I mean, that's what's going to happen. I'm refusing that. Yeah, but I'll move to L.A. What happened to the I'll whole, move to L.A. What happened to the whole conversation about uh, we live in this nice place that is, or it's not nice, but we live in this place with, for this nice amount of money, and it's in a neighborhood that's cool that we like. That goes fr- out the window when it's cold and I can't move around outside. Okay, there will be no vaccine until next year. Well, then I'm going to move, dude. And I hope you come with me. I really do. I really, Where are you going to move? I think I'm moving to L.A. What are you talking about? I think I'm going to move to L.A. You can't make that decision on the Sunday morning <laughs> chat shit. I just did, and I feel pretty good about it. Well, I thought we were going to uh, we were gonna travel by Winnebago. To- well, we are talking about doing a camper. We're doing the, um, doing the great national parks september october november i've plotted out a map i've found a camper we got to lease a truck to pull the camper that was kind of a pain um but that is something we've discussed for now nick's getting us a tent for my birthday we're gonna go (laughs) camping 
We're taking baby steps. We have August to take baby steps. That's right. My birthday is next week. You know what? If you want to leave me a birthday present, give me a five-star review and say that you love this podcast. Yeah, and happy birthday, Ashley. Yeah, that's what what I want. But yeah, so I don't know what the future holds. I don't know. I don't know in terms of um, where we're going to end up. I'm having, I can't stress enough how much I have enjoyed being outside and and how I didn't realize um, I was starved for that until we got here. You know, New York's wonderful and you give up a lot um, to live there for the benefits of it, which are to be in New York City. If you can't if you can't enjoy those things, then why are you there? I'm having a little bit of an issue of like I like New York City because of the idea that, uh, you know, of being a comedian is cool. Um, and I like the idea of live performance and going and, and being with people. And I'm, I'm afraid that that is over for a while. So that is a issue that lingers on my head. I, I, for a while, I was thinking, boy, I could just live in um, in quarantine forever and ever, never change, um, and to be totally fine. At this point in quarantine, I am starting to feel like, wow, I would like to perform in, in a live aspect. I need to perform somehow, some way, and it's making me feel bad. And I want to flex my comedic muscles in certain ways that I, I am not able to scratch this itch, you know, uh, being isolated from humanity. So I'm, I really would like my, my, I have like a, a short-term goal to start some sort of a streaming, you know, talk show where I get to do jokes and have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if that's going to scratch the itch or if it's just going to add like another thing on my plate of things to feel like I'm, living you know like this podcast where it's like oh yeah this podcast is just something that i can schedule in my day to do and it feels like i'm doing something you know so podcast I'm, is keeping me feeling like i'm being productive right so i'm just like will I, but i want something more than that i want something that uh is fulfilling not that this isn't fulfilling but I, this scratches the podcast itch right i'm i'm looking this to have something scratch the comedy itch, mm-hmm. really, and and we can be funny on here, and, and I think maybe sometimes we achieve that. <laughs> but you uh, do, you do. But uh, you do too. But um, I don't know if I shine in this format. Okay, to be you're honest. right. What the but hell? I'm kidding. Um, but I, I, I'm looking for other ways to do that. I'm, I'm Ashley and I are both sort of uncomfortable with the idea of uh, outdoor performances and things like that. Um, I, I imagine that I would probably be more comfortable doing it than than she is based on our conversations, but. I haven't been asked, um, so that's one thing. But um, it, it's there are some sort of uh, outdoor things going on in New York City, and even in in Jersey City. I saw my friend uh, Alex is involved in some sort of an outdoor show in Jersey City. Alex Grubard, really? Mm-hmm. What show? He runs. He had run a a monthly show there at some like brewery or something and huh. they have an outdoor space and and uh looks like they've they're doing one a month over there which is kind of cool um you know and i'm hearing you know whiffins of of people running some sort of like roof shows in brooklyn and you know comedy will prevail i just don't know how comfortable i am at this point ashley you brought up the point of the idea of participating in something that uh, encourages strangers to gather is just not where you want to be. It feels ethically wrong. It just does. It feels like anything that is encouraging groups of people to gather feels like, um, I don't know, it, does not, it doesn't sit right on my moral compass. You know what I mean? Yes. 
I want to perform. I would love to perform. I miss performing. Um, but I, I know that shows, the idea of a show happening encourages people to travel to that show and gather for that show and watch that show. And the idea of being a part of something that is, um, you know, a catalyst for that, I don't know if it sits right with me right now. I don't know. I, nothing. I'm still living in the terror of a pandemic. Okay. I know that we've all gotten used to it, but I'm, I, I, I think that getting used to it means just maintaining a certain level of, um, you know, fear. And I'm anxious. I'm anxious. And I, I'm anxious when I'm on the sidewalk and I pass somebody. Uh, we were in Target the other day and a guy sneezed. I f freaked out. You know what I mean? I, I don't, this, I, my mental health was not built for pandemic and so the idea of encouraging strangers to gather and being a part of it just seems not up my alley right now but that being said you enjoy performing on the internet i i have been i have been enjoying zoom shows yeah. i mean it's not the same don't get me wrong but it's still nice to like kick into that gear to be that person to be that side of me but I also get a lot of satisfaction out of writing. I get a lot of creative satisfaction out of writing. So as long as I'm doing something creative, I'll be okay. The second I am not, uh, well, not really the second, because it, it, it'll take a couple of days to build up. If I'm avoiding creative work, I start getting very depressed. And that is unfortunately a curse and a gift, I think, on all creative people. It's a curse and a gift in that order. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, I mean, the reason we started talking about this is because I had to re-enter Brooklyn, um, and, uh, came out of there with a piece of my ceiling uh, missing, but it did sort of bring me back to the real world, you know, being here on the Jersey Shore, um, does feel like a dream as we were saying, but going back to Brooklyn, I mean, that's, that's our lives and we're going to have to do it at some point. And it was odd to wrap my head around the fact that like, boy, I'm going to have to live in, uh, in, in here again. I mean, that's how far out of it we are mentally from our normal lives but who knows maybe we'll go back and things will be different we'll have a different we'll have a jersey shore state of mind <sighs> maybe what will happen it's gonna happen we're gonna go back there in about a month yeah maybe what will happen is there will be a mass exodus exodus from new york city doesn't seem to be happening yet and with that, we'll become lower rent rates and we can hop into a new apartment with like a new kitchen and maybe a bathtub yeah. Yep. I need to soak. Okay. Yeah, I've gotten sure. into the habit of having a, a soak. I love a soak. I love having a soak. You do love a soak. I, and it's like, what am I doing? I'm in my 30s. I'm living a life depriving myself of soaking. Come on. Doesn't make any sense. Let's just move to LA. I'll be close to the beach. We'll be able to go outside. We'll be able to go on hikes. You know, maybe we can find an apartment that has a bathtub. Is the rent comparable? What's going on in L.A.? I don't think with us. And that's Shit. the problem. We're locked. You know what? That that rent is that apartment golden is golden handcuffs. Ha golden handcuffs. Golden yeah. handcuffs. Yep. I said it first. I, well, I was thinking it first. But I got it out first. Shit. Folks, you know what? I think we're going to call it there. What? The, cup of, the cups of coffee are dropping. So is the energy. We don't want to end on uh super... You're not going to tell them about your cheat day? I thought the whole nah. reason you wanted to do the chat tune into chip. The, tune into uh, our uh, Patreon. You can hear all about our my uh, my depressive cheat day. I mean, it's not... I don't want... It'll, it's just about eating bad food because I was upset because of the roof. And we, we could save that. We could <laughs> spread out the depression from two podcasts. 
Um, Do we sound okay? I think we're fine. I mean, we're going through exactly what I think everybody's going through. I mean, maybe yeah. you have families at home and you have roots there, but I mean, I don't know if you guys are back to work or anything like that. But we're we're stagnant and we're we're in a transitionary phase. And stick with us because we're going to be talking about a lot of our life plans here. And we have some news and moving through um, uh, our our life in in a in a in a, in a more appealing way. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, either either by camper. Or, uh, or would you guys listen to a podcast of us uh, traveling through all the national parks for three months uh, in our camper with Lily? You might have to because that might be the future (laughs) of this podcast. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, we may we may just stop talking about reality TV, guys. Tell us to be honest with us. Email us if this is going to be a problem for you, and we will really take. You know, you guys are shareholders. You can, uh, we will take into um, uh, consideration yeah, anything that, that you guys have to say about it. But if we decided to just kind of shoot the shit like we're doing now or chat the shit like we're doing now, and then also just having like our friends on to kind of shoot the shit, and then maybe one day we would just want to talk about something fun uh, that we think is like just kind of what we do now, but without the idea that at the end of this we half assed, half assedly talk about reality television. Would you guys be interested in that? Now, this does not this does not ha- have any bearing on on our recaps and stuff. I think no, that I think we're we'll going to continue to recap. Um, yeah, you know, we should make that clear. And we have the challenge uh, part two reunion. I, I believe it looks like a shit they should have shown episode coming up wait. on Wednesday. So we'll be dropping our episode on Thursday. So uh, make sure you're checking into that. And and we'll still be talking about what we watch. Yeah. But it's not going to be like with the promise that we review a new show every week. Yeah. And I think you guys have to admit we are not fulfilling that promise. Yeah. We're doing a bad job of that promise. And I mean, we've been watching a new, survi- sur- a new, a new season. Survivor. A new season of Survivor. And uh, I'm actually astonished we didn't get into it on this chat chit, but we will get into it soon because it's taken our life by storm. And I got to say, Denise, the coolest. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Let us know. I mean, we're going to keep pumping this stuff out because, as you said, it is our lifeblood at this moment. So uh, we just want to have a little bit more freedom to not feel like we're letting you guys down based on not talking about reality. But in the end, I think it really probably doesn't matter because we're just going to do whatever we normally do, right? Just email us. Just email <laughs> us. All right, folks, that's been the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, if you uh, want to do anything regarding Reality Blows, check out our social media. Check out where we post this podcast. Check out our Patreon. You can do that by checking out realityblowspodcast.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Ashley? Bye-bye. <laughs>